January 3rd, 2020. That's a lot from Pedro's show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, happy 2020, everybody. We're into the new decade, new year. Bye-bye, uh, 2019. Uh, two decades of this century. Down into the third one, we plunge. Started off this show with something kind of special. This is John Coltrane about four days before he turned 20 in uh, Oahu, uh, Hawaii, with the Navy Band doing uh, Sweet Miss, 1946, July 13th. Uh, it was a mixed band, which was kind of trippy for those days. If, uh, I wasn't around, but I can imagine. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of John Coltrane playing in this band, uh, trippy sunglasses. And uh, he's playing alto here, but it's I think it was Clean and Vincent who got him into tenor, but uh, you could still tell it's him, man. It's a trip. And then we had uh, something from my guest, because uh, although I'm not with Brother Matt, I mean my pad, I'm not man alone, because uh, due to those geniuses in Estonia with their software developing, uh, uh, I'm talking about the Skype creators, uh, I got uh, AJ Sager with me uh, from uh, Amsterdam. Welcome aboard, AJ. Lovely to be here, Mike, and good to be in touch with you again. Yeah, and we got some brand new music from you, a project called Deutsche Ashram and a tune called Chimes, which I thought was good to ring in the new year with some chime, some Deutsche Ashram. Now, people might not know these foreign words. Germans call themselves Deutsch, and Ashram is kind of a church or a temple in India. Am I, am I correct right. about that? That's correct. Yeah, it was. I mean, the whole idea behind the name was uh, I, I was looking for something hip and happening and kind of groovy, and those two words kind of fell into place. And the ashram bit, I kind of like well, because I'm Indian. That's my background. I'm a Hindu, and uh, yeah, the Germans uh, they they had a well. We all know their history from the past, but they their um, uh, their Aryan uh, past also had touched on Hinduism in a strange way. It was, it was not from no reason that um, they used a swastika in reverse. Um, it was based on uh, the whole Hindu, uh, the Hindu swastika, which we still use. But um, it, that wasn't the idea. I mean, I wasn't picking on the two words just to bring that association together, but I thought it was kind of like a cool, uh, it had a cool ring to it. I think some of the oldest uh, hymns are the Veda hymns, which are, had Aryan kind of uh, something in their foundation or something. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the, the, it's interesting because uh, you have to remember that the, the European race originated from the East, of course. So a lot of the, you know, the, the, the things that passed through the cultures of Western, what we call term now Western Europe, actually originated way in the East, you know, from India, the, the whole Indus region. So there, there are strong associations there from the past. Yeah, India, China, cradle civilizations. Egypt, too. Uh, yeah, but Europe was a little later coming on. Over here, way later. Although there was people here who had something going, but it got kind of plowed. Yeah. Terrible. History. That's Last poet said, uh, history is his story, not my story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, I got to see this band play live. Is that right? In Belgium? Uh, did, what, Deutsche Ashram? D didn't, didn't uh, like it was an opening for King? 
I mean, yes, you, you were course. on twice, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. How how could I forget that? Of course, yeah. I think what, there was two gigs obviously. like that where you actually played twice. One Absolutely, of them might, yeah. might have been Antwerp at uh, Den De Bosch. It, it, it was, uh, we De played down uh, in, uh, I think, in, in a place called Hasselt and maybe in Antwerp as well. Yeah, in Antwerp we did. Yeah, that's right. Cause I, I played with Deutsche Ashram and with uh, King Champion Sounds. Uh, so I played two shows on uh, on the same evening. Uh, we played with, with you, of course. But this is so, way before uh, the album was recorded, right? The, yeah, well, this album is actually our second album. So when we were at, when we played with you uh, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, I think I believe it was, um, our first album had been released at that point. So uh, yeah, that was uh, the the first album came out three years ago. So and this is the follow up now. And we had actually been doing a bunch of shows three years ago uh, to support that first album. So yeah, well, I got two of them. I think it was El Sonio de Marnaio. Uh, which, by the way, uh, is getting the third album mix. So I got a September October Europe tour coming with those guys. Fantastic. So maybe we can play again together. That would be amazing. <laughs> It'd be happening. I mean, I first played with you when you were doing Sound for Jay, and you had a band called Donkey. You were actually doing bass. That's right. Yeah. Well, actually, Donkey. I remember um, we opened for you. Back in 1999, uh, in the old FNR in Eindhoven. Yeah, um, first and I was, <clears throat> yeah, those, the, that venue's moved to a, a, a new complex now. But yeah, I remember I opened back there, uh, well, we opened for you guys there. And yeah, I was on bass and vocal duties uh, in Donkey. And yeah, I was, you know, uh, I was uh, holding on to my Fender Precision, my 74 Precision, which I still have and dearly love. And that was, um, you know, that was my first weapon of choice uh, uh, back in the day. Um, I was inspired by uh, Jean-Jacques Bernal from The Stranglers and Steve Hamley from The Fall uh, when I was a young kid. And that's the reason I picked up the bass in the first place. So, yeah. FNAR, you know, Carlos, uh, my Dutch dude, booker man for 25 years, uh, he was a booker there when he was first getting into music after a record store gig. So we share, I remember playing the bad, uh, with Bad Brains there. I haven't been to the new pad, uh, the new... Ins, uh, I haven't been there either, you know what? That's It's strange. There's a whole, the, the whole Dutch uh, cultural scene has changed quite radically. You, you in know where the that, yeah, you know where that also happened was Utrecht, the new Tivoli I've never been to. That's actually that's yeah that that complex is uh, I've actually got used to it now because I've I've, I've attended Le Guess Who festival there many times now so I kind of know the whole area and the complex, but it's it's a massive they basically uh, shut down a whole bunch of different venues in the city in Utrecht and uh, brought all of those places under one roof. Um, it took a bit of getting used to. It felt like I was going into either a big shopping mall or like an airport lounge, at, you know, places. It felt kind of weird. You know, it didn't have that kind of energy and vibe that you get when you go to a venue or to a gig, and you, you know, you feel the electricity. And I just felt, oh, what, you know, am I going shopping? Am I, or am I uh, about to get onto a, a, about to board a plane or something? But um, you know, I've been there numerous times, now and you know, it, it's it's yeah, I I, I kind of get the vibe there now, and you know, I like it. It is it's 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 okay. It's not the same like the old old places, but you know, things move on. We've we've all got to move on with it. So yeah, but I, I guess sometimes it don't work. They try to put a shit in the factory in uh, 
West Hollywood, not man, it was late. And it's gone. Yeah, I, I get not yeah. I mean <laughs> There's something about putting a pad in a in a mall, but you know what I heard about the Utrecht one is it, it's one whole huge center. It's, it's not huge. part of a mall. Yeah, it's all kinds of different kind of art stuff, so Exactly, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, look, they, they they had serious teething problems. They'd invested millions and millions in there, and then, you know, after after a few months, they realized that one of the main halls, concert halls, had a that was leaking noise out. That wasn't a good start. And then they found out that there was, you know, rain coming through somewhere else. So, you know, they had a few teething problems, but I think they're pretty much on track now. You know, people might be tripping because you said you got India background. And you're talking about Holland, but your accent is English. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, my no. It's, yeah. Look, it's bitching. I'm a big fan of sailors. They go all over the place. <laughs> well, that's what my life's been a bit like that. You know, I was born in Kenya. My parents are Indian. They came. They moved to Kenya. Kenya. Well, their grandparents. My grandparents moved to Kenya like before the First World War because East Africa was a British colony, and India was a British colony at the, at the, uh, as well in the past. So uh, there was a huge movement of labour from. From, uh, India to East Africa. Uh, my parents were born in East Africa, Africa, but in Kenya, but educated in India. And in, but in and in seventy six, uh, when I was ten, ten and a half, we moved to Britain. And uh, you know, I lived in uh, I lived in Glasgow for a few months, and then I moved down to England. And I lived in various places. And uh, you know, the final place I lived was in Manchester, which you know I grew up through the great times. You know, great music. Um, the period of my life there was I saw many great great uh, acts passing through and just saw the whole city bloom during its uh, it, its and just saw the cultural history of the city just rise and rise and rise and um, and then I moved to Holland exactly 28 years ago so yeah I've been I'm, I'm like a sailor I've been moving around yeah it's all right with me I'm into it we need more sailors. Absolutely. <laughs> What's your earliest music recollection? Was it in Man Manchester? No, my earliest. Or was it in Kenya? I, mean, I can. Uh, um, I, I when I was a kid living in Kenya, my you know my parents were huge uh, Indian mu music film fans, and my dad had a, a really big collection of records, Indian uh, records. So I used to have listen listen to a lot of Indian music. Uh, we also had a lot of uh, listened to a lot of Kenyan music as well. So you know, in the late sixties, early seventies, I was uh, uh, I yeah you know, I, I, I heard I heard a lot of African music uh, through the radio. My folks had records, and, uh, and we had friends who made music as well. So that was my earliest recollection, really. And then thereafter, moved to Britain in 76, and um, I kind of pay off from my parents for us having to make such a drastic move from East Africa to uh, to Europe, to Britain, was I gave my brother and I um, a, a radio. It was kind of to say, you know, we've dragged you halfway across the world and uh, hope, you know, here's something for you to just uh, to alleviate the pain and the, you know, to make the, make the make that transfer a little bit easier for you. Well, little did they know, but that, that kind of changed my life because uh, the first thing I did and tuned into thereafter was uh, John Peel when I was, uh, you know, uh, 11, 12 years old. And that basically changed my life. And uh, I was—I just got into punk rock uh, from seventy-six, seventy-seven onwards, 
I bought my first single in 78, my first album, 78, saw my first gig. What was your uh, first album? What was your first record? My first uh, record, my first single was uh, No More Heroes by The oh, Stranglers. Oh, yeah, Stranglers, right. And I my first the album second, was The... Second album, Black, right? Yeah, my first album was Black and White, also by The Stranglers, and I remember I said... Third album. My, yeah, <laughs> that's I all I know is their first three records, but I saw them play at the Whiskey, and they, oh, were, wow. pretty, they were pretty good. They're pretty good. Amazing live band. A lot of those England bands, like The Jam and The Clash, the first album is good. Stranglers yeah. a couple of records. But well, a lot of I, them... I, I, you know, I beg to differ. I think they held it together really well for the first three, four, four albums. I thought they, you know, they were pretty, really consistent. The songwriting was extremely strong. And they didn't follow the trad pattern of, you know, the other punk bands. It wasn't... You know, they they were more like they were more like a prog punk band. You know, they dared to have keyboard solos. They dared to have you know crazy uh, guitar solos, and they dared to go on a on a big jam. You know, they you could, they could lock into a jam and jam out for like you know ten minutes or something without breaking sweat. And you know, we uh, we as kids we were used to like three minute three minute wonders you know just keep it short simple don't play any more than three chords don't sing about love and just crack on with it but those cats were just like well you know there is no fast rule book this is our punk and we want to do it our way and their songs were so so strong i thought you know they they carried uh, they carried a flame for me which said you know there are no rules you can you can make your own rules within the whole is context of punk rock because punk rock started having rules in the end as well you know there was and it became you know the standard uniforms and the standard cliches and the logos and whatever else and those cats kind of said well no ah, we don't care we'll do it our way well what i was talking about more was like the second clash second jam record they just sounded yeah. like regular arena rock wanting to be arena rock bands it, it was i already been through that stranglers well, i already been through that stuff too but uh uh it wasn't it wasn't it was they they, they did stay weird for a couple records more yeah <laughs> then sure. they kick out the singer and just do covers and shit <laughs> Well, they did covers when the the old Hugh Cornwall was there, but you know after that they uh, <laughs> when the old the new singer guy came in, they they still I saw them uh, a month ago in uh, Amsterdam at the Melkweg, yeah, and they were yeah you know, they were bruising they they took no prisoners they well, were the you know, drummer's too old now right they got a new yeah yeah <laughs> and, and I heard he's the guy who funded the whole band it, it wasn't for him like he owned the yeah. bar where they started playing right Johnny Socks or but anyway, let's let's get into Deutsche Ashram here. So, uh, what, what was the beginnings of it? Since I already missed the whole album, <laughs> so yeah, sorry. You missed the whole. So what? Um, uh, it kind of started. I was, you know, I've, I've been busy with different musical things, and I'd I'd written a whole bunch of music which didn't really fit into a regular King Champion sounds mold or any other mold or anything else. And I was, I had a totally different direction. I'd been looking for somebody to sing on it preferably female vocals and i work uh, in amsterdam at a venue called paradiso oh, yeah. and I, I happened to be uh, downstairs in the coffee shop like the lunch room and i was talking to a lady uh, behind who works there and, and uh, you know i just i met her a couple of times and i was like, oh you know are you interested in music what, you know do you love me what kind of music do you like da, 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 the usual you know 
things you talk about. And I just asked her if she'd made ever made music. She said she had. And I asked her what she did. She said she'd sung. And I, I kind of said, well, would you be would you be interested in hearing some songs I've written um, to see if you'd like to sing on them? And she was like, yeah, sure. So I sent her the I sent her the tracks. I sent her three tracks actually. And um, a day later, I got these tracks back. She sent me something through WeTransfer, and I was like, "What's this?" So I you know, downloaded it, put my headphones on, and started listening. And she demoed these vocals on it, and it was absolutely spellbinding. And uh, yeah, and I said, I asked her if she wanted to do, uh, you know, vocals on the other tracks, she, and she did. And we made a whole album together. So Marinda's her name, and uh, yeah, she's a fantastic singer and great lyricist, and very, uh, yeah, very very talented lady. And we've been, uh, yeah, we've been making music together ever since then. So we, this is our second album. You know, the first album came out, and we did a whole slew of shows all around Europe in support of it. And it's all DIY. I mean, we don't have any agents, we don't have any labels, we do it all ourselves. It's it's incredible amount of work we put in. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, people seem to have really dug. Yeah, the first album and the reaction on this one, the second one, is really positive. So yeah, and it's 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 great. It's really cool. Did she write this? Leaf cries wolf. She did. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it.
hunk of the feed.
I'm waiting for my father to pull the car around where I lay bound. So I sit in a bar, relaxing, trying not to hold onto anything that's passing. A mongoloid enters, beating his chest, dropping his pants to prove to the rest the length of fashion. Goddamn, the minister curses, nursing his drink back to hell, motioning to the bar, only bottom shelf from here. Mongo introduces himself to the woman as Lloyd. Barkeep asks the minister his thoughts on Freud, informs Lloyd that his fly is The older men laugh, the glass is shattered. I raise my hand for the bill, but it doesn't matter. Now I'm on the highway with a close family friend, going back to father's farm, but the friend driving has no arms and asks for a hand, singing. Don't believe in those pretty boys combing their hair and shouting noise, doing all God's good deeds. Never knowing what it is to truly need. So I take the wheel, but as we stop, he turns me over to some God, saying, I tried to steal. Cop locks me up and starts to drive. Policeman, I feel your pain. Please stop spreading it to sustain any sort of order, any form of mortar. Compress it just the same. Take it easy on you, white boy. Not like we treat the colored folks in Illinois. Christ, it's the 21st century. Those ideas are dead, you see. No man, we still exist as he takes the cuffs from my supple child. Soon enough, he's asking for forgiveness as I bear witness. You're supposed to protect and serve. Those are only just words, he says, crashing into the station. I'm suddenly behind bars, and I see an old blind friend writing poems and a memoir, speaking of Jesus in one, himself in none. Mistaking me for my sister, I hear your brother is prison bound, and I agree on what he found the day he woke, shackled down like an animal put through the rounds. And outside of town, I hear the church bell ring, and the choir start to sing. It's not my time yet, a man screams. Don't worry, he's asleep, it's coming in dreams. Suddenly the bars melt, and somebody sings exactly the words I felt coming in here. Off I go running into the night. 
follow the moon in his night And now the only man I trust Is my cellmate Who I thrust Hand in mind Out of that hole Like giving Vision To a mole What were you in for? I finally asked As the darkness began to pass That my change was wrong They forced women on me Told me to play along That's what you get when you push from family creed Leaders lead by greeting greed Designating gender As a small step on and up Society's life We embrace it at this side I know you'll make it back to your father's side Maybe I'll see you in LA He smiled, staring into the sun I saw a figure in the distance So I took the path of least resistance I felt I deserved it There the empress Growing In positive way A book to me she sends The title reads The limits of men Shining clear in the daybreak It's love that waits for you When you wait Says the empress How can you be sure? Men are not so pure, I answer with a cry. All one can do is allow them to try. She smiles inside.
You're under surveillance. You're under surveillance. You're under.
for Pedro show. Uh, yeah, that was the Deutsche Ashram with uh, Leaf Cries Wolf. Then we had Fitted. <laughs> Fitted is a project with uh, me and Bob Lee with uh, Graham from Wire and the, the new guy, Matt Sims. I think he's been playing with him 10 years. <laughs> like Steve Shelley, he's always the new guy, right? 25 years, 30 years down the road. Uh, uh, the chunk that got chewed. That, 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 that's... Hope Project had one prac, one gig, and we made an album that's pretty intense. Sometimes the the new days of uh, being able to collaborate people over the internet, like you just given uh, some songs and somebody reacting to it. It's not all bad new days because we got tech that's econo and uh, adaptable enough to facilitate that. And I think it's a great way of using it and just getting on and getting moving forwards with 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 music making. Anyway, I, yeah. I love the way the internet's opened it up for so many people. Yeah, really. yeah. It's like you can't blame the uh, Benjamin Franklin for coming up with the post office just because people write shitty letters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, visible chains <laughs> after that with Salminio Rub a Dub. The New Alliance put that up. Carla Boslich, is this an '87 or something? Yeah. Uh, Crane's on there too. Uh, Wish Granters, I'm playing bass on this. Yeah, this is a Creedence song. Long as I see the light. Uh, Jamie from Wales came over to Pedro and recorded some songs with Vince Maroney and Jimmy. Toys that kill. And Craig Abara just put this. Nate Young, uh, brand new crumpled body. Uh, Nicholas Mares with the Great American Tale. But that's A I L homonym. Get it. <laughs> the nose knows. They can see the sea. Okay. The great under surveillance by MB Jones out of Pusan and finally Kings out of Canada with Black Highway Him. Uh back to AJ. So, so uh you uh, how long did it take to do this record? If got yeah, I started thinking. Well, I started thinking about it two years ago, and I s slowly started et etching ideas out. Um, and the thing is, I, I, I'm busy with so many different other things. Yep. Um, you know, I've put out like I think four albums in the last two years, and I yeah. try and do everything in, in a cycle. So sure. I'll just focus on a King Champion sounds thing, get that out of the way, and then I'll dive into the next thing. And this was you know i i just um, done the common cold album king champion sounds album and this came up next and then i you know i think for a solid year and a half i was just working really really hard on it first you know i i i, I write and record all the music myself in my studio uh, and that takes an incredible amount of time um you know i've got to hold down a job and a family life and then you know cycle to the studio every every evening and lock myself in till late into the night and that will take days off and all spend all weekends doing it it's okay then, jay yeah no wine before so, it's time you know that's the thing about a side fraud right yeah <laughs> especially well, when you got a main life going like you said a family and all that well totally yeah but you know the music is 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 my life so um i just try and make as much time as i can for it well like at the para paradiso you're you're also making it possible for other cats to do music well, that's it, yeah, and that's a great part of being there. You, you know, you're, you're part of the, the 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 wheels of you know making the that dream happen come to reality for a lot of people who are touring bands out there because you know folks want to play there. So our job is just to make sure that that, that venue is the best it can be on every level and every front. It's beautiful. My my uh, first Dutch gig next month. It'll be 
37 years. Whoa. We're at the end of the first hour, January 3, 2020. Edition of Waffle Pedro Show, special guest AJ. Hold tight for hour two. January 3rd, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
system online chill yoga offline brak, on stage human rights offered coordinate system online chill yoga offline brak, on stage human rights offered coordinate system on stage human rights offered coordinate system
started the second hour off with the Stumbleweed, Deutsche Ashram. And uh, that got me and AJ talking off air about the meat puppets because they used to cover tumble and tumbleweeds. And so Stumbleweed made me think, was it like really strong mota? Or? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> now, Holland, you know, and when I first toured, like we also were talking off air, people about Paradiso being my first yeah. gig. And it'll be next month, 37 years. And in those days, there was no leaf mota in uh, Europe. It was all Haish. Probably oh. came from Lebanon and Turkey and Morocco really? or whatever. And it was really strong, and it choked you out. And the, and the Dutch guys were the first ones to get together with leaves, uh, sm- uh, growing leaf. And hi- in oh, fact, you know, hydroponic. Hydroponic, yeah. Well, back in the day, the, the, all the venues in Holland actually used to have a cof- coffee shop That's inside right. the venue. So, you know, you could roll up, uh, take all your equipment out of the van, uh, get it all set up, and uh, before sound check, you'd probably just uh, walk over to the in-house coffee shop, buy your supplies, and uh, be blown away for the rest of the day, I guess. Yeah. uh, There always used to be a saying um, in in Holland was like, if you ever come, if there's ever a band that comes from abroad and you really love that band, make sure you go to the first gig of that tour because – they won't have discovered the weed by then, but by the second show, they will have, and it will probably not be as good as the first show. <laughs> you know, uh, we vet ran our Dutch dude, Carlos, right? So we, for yeah. Utrecht, Proco, the equipment, and then we rent the, you know, Ned cars or whatever the fuck, Lahore, <laughs> yeah. and it's painted all over the boat, so you're rolling through Germany, of course, Poland's eye, you know. One time <laughs> outside Stuttgart, pull us over, and this is 2006 or something. Uh, open up for uh, chili peppers with missing man and uh you know so where's the hash you know <laughs> i said yeah. like you'd have to be a total idiot <laughs> to drive around he says we can get the dogs i said get the dogs yeah. i mean we didn't got it they took everything out at a rest stop and just left it there didn't even say sorry or anything got it but so mind me of uh yeah, the ombre here. <laughs> oh, well, the, I'll tell you Sometimes. who the worst are. It's uh, there's two. The, the Bavarian police are really bad, and the French police, uh, the Douane people, they're really bad. But the Bavarian police, they'll they'll you'll be driving down the autobahn on your way to Munich, and uh, you'll be you'll see something in your tail mirror that, uh, for about ten kilometers, and before you know it, you'll see the lights flashing. They'll pull you over down a side. Into, down a narrow country road, have you take everything out the back of the van and uh, and you know, with not even a smile or a courtesy hello, just grumpily tell you to take it all out, get the dogs through it, and then just drive off without even saying, "Oh, it's okay. Sorry to have bothered you or anything." So, <laughs> beware if you're in Bavaria. <laughs> you don't get him anywhere. Beware everywhere. Illinois, I think it's you know all the West Coast states we got it legal now, and I think the. Uh, that's cool. A couple of days ago, Illinois just, Massachusetts is getting. I mean, it's ridiculous, Jesus. Yeah. All the people made criminals because of, of that shit. Meanwhile, how many drunks have killed people and shit? Yep. That's the well, other side of it. B- back to the music. Back to this mu- music. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, so we, we, we that was our discussion about stumbleweed. <laughs> we also played from uh, uh, Skopje, Versbad uh, Dersva from Bernays. Uh, propaganda, that's uh, Brother Vasco on the leftist out of uh, Seattle, Shura. Vicious Fence, that's uh, Wasco in uh, Cleveland, playing with uh, Tom Watson and Raul Morales from the Missing Man and uh, Pete Mazich, too. And uh, Deutsche Ashram with uh, Grip in Storm. What's this? 
It's a pretty cool number, that one. I like that, Creeping Storm. <laughs> What's the backstory? I mean, some people uh, don't like to talk. They say, why, we already made the well, music. Why have we got to talk about it? <laughs> well, I, no, I, I, I don't mind talking about it, but the weird thing is, like, the lyrical side of it, that's really Marinda's uh, uh, world, and I, I, I never interfere on that side of things. I always just hand her the music, and she's the one who delivers the lyrics. So the, if, if there's, you know, if, if, if there are questions associated with the actual meanings of songs, etc., I kind of tend to shy away from that because that's, and I, it's interesting because I never really question her about her lyrics. I mean, I obviously when I'm recording her in the studio, I hear what she's singing, etc., but I never question her about, you know, what it's about or who it's about or where she's trying to go with it because, you know, I, I love the mystery behind it, and I, I kind of want to retain that. I, I have my own theories and ideas, but I've never, ever pushed her on that side of things at all. That's so, good, because yeah. I, I want to hear Slackjaw refrain right now.
walking six feet tall Carried violets in his large rough hands And he would always say for Maribel The prettiest woman in the land Maribel turned from her work So pleased would smile and stand Wait for him to say for Maribel The prettiest woman in the And work line hands Get lovely to her eyes to hear Oh, Maribel The prettiest woman in the land Today I think upon his gift Love given from his heart and hands Oh, where are all the violets now? And the prettiest the snow where she's beside her violet man forever he'll rest near Maribel the prettiest woman in the land the prettiest woman in the land the prettiest woman in the land
the flames Flickering blossom over in slow motion Spring for these seasons The focus out of reasons See you. 
Well, for Pedro Show. You know, uh, there was a germ song where the title had everything to do with the song. It's, right. <laughs> it's called The Other Newest One. Because Kate told me, Pat said, they have two new songs. Yeah. Is this the new one? No, this is the other newest one. <laughs> 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 so, people, we heard Slackjaw Refrain, Deutsche Ashram, The Violent Man from Dan Jones and the Squids out of Kansas City, Mesthetics in her ocean. Uh, Joe Lolly has moved back from Italy to D.C., and he's uh, with Brendan there. And a pretty mm. intense guitar man. What's his name? God, this guy. I don't play. know. That yeah, guy wailed. Kind of, kind of. You know about this mesothetics kind of math? Yeah, yeah. I saw them playing in uh, again uh, in the in the new parody. So I saw them last summer. They came over and they were opening for De Kift. Uh, oh yeah, and, what's that parody uh, so called? It's 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 like it's a couple miles away. Well, it's not that far, but to get to it, you have to go over a canal, right? Yeah, you have to go over the river or uh, yeah, take, the river. take the tunnel over the river. Um, but it's Paradiso Nord, yeah. But that's where the Mesthetics played. And it was great to see uh, th- those uh, ex- the Fugazi rhythm section at work. I mean, what an unbelievable duo. And Joe Lolly, uh, you know, I saw Ian last tour I did just did, and he told me him and Amy's got a band with Joe Lolly too. Oh. Called Cirque. Something shit All like right. This. Yeah, yeah. So to record uh, something he's into, uh, two trios now. I think they're making an album right now. Oh, cool! That'd yeah. be good. Then Andre Vita out of Berlin with Smish Tongue Zita. Zita, I know it's a kind of <laughs> pasta. Guide by Voices uh, on New Year's Eve here. They did a hundred uh, tune gig. Wow. Well, I, I've toured with those guys in the past. What I was their uh, dr- I was their sound engineer, driver, and tour manager. Let me tell you that I've got quite a few stories uh, from from that road trip. Yeah. Those those guys were. Uh, I, I'm still friends with them all, and uh, but they were um, a class apart on on every front. They uh, they lived the dream. Let's let's put it that way. But, uh, was fantastic. Doug on guitar? Doug's incredible yep. guitar. Man. Doug Gillard was on guitar. I'm still in touch with him. And, Mark uh, on bass. Yeah. Amazing, amazing guitar player. Um, but yeah, but for, uh, unbelievable band. Great guys. You know, and Bob was just a uh, tour de force. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bob. The thing I loved about the thing I loved. About, well, one of the things I loved I loved about touring with bands was um, um, aside, you know, from doing the sound for you know great bands was hanging out. But the the knowledge of music that a lot of these cats had and Bob Pollard's knowledge of you know uh, 60s psych and 70s psych music was unbelievable I mean he tapped me onto so much stuff and he was you know he knew all the record shops in London for example you know the really the the, the, the kind of boutique collectors uh, heavens and he would you know give a call out to these uh, shop owners and you know on a, on a, on a, any given day we just drive down to one of these stores and the guy would open the stores just for, for for him and we could obviously go in it was just you know and we just wade through this absolute heaven this place was just filled you know with collectors items of vinyl which you'd never heard of and you'd stick something on he'd just tap you onto so much new stuff so yeah bob pollard he's uh, he's a good guy he's kind of sings with an english accent yeah he does but he's, <laughs> well, he's we're at the end of the second hour january 3rd 2020 special guest aj hold tight for hour three january 3rd 2020 it's the third hour of the Wap Pedro show. Button. 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 Button.
drop it and pick that up, put it over there, and then bring it from over here, over that way, and get a good look at it. floating, pieces of the untangled, becoming one with whatever. Change. 
For Pedro Show, uh, we started the third off uh, hour off with "Welcome" from uh, Buja Boy, uh, which is a new proj that uh, AJ's got going. Uh, we got a play from Alexander Large Philharmonic or- Orchestra out of Milano, uh, but he's a Bari guy. Uh, Crane with the Topia song. He's in Idaho. 
Another umbrella from late great Richard Derrick Lewis Cole with more more love, less hate, and soul, which probably Spanish for a son, maybe, from uh, Baju Boy. Budgeon Boy. Budgeon Boy, yeah. Yeah, Which is a combination of an Irish word for boy and then a a word from India. A Hindu word meaning the religious song. Right, right. So, So tell us about this project, AJ. It's been something that's been cooking in my head for years now, and I needed an outlet to put it out. I, I, I didn't. The songs and ideas I had, I didn't think would fit within a band framework. So I was, I became, I was really self-indulgent and thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. What I'm put it, make something that I really want to do myself without anybody else looking over my shoulder or having to refer to other people for uh, the, for their approval. So I went ahead and recorded all these songs. I'd had a hot, um, I'd sketched out demos and then just went into the studio, locked myself in for about um, two, three months and just worked and worked and worked and uh, got it mixed last month and I mastered it in Berlin. And this, uh, and this is the fruition of all that work, are these 12 tracks. And it's just you? It's just me, nobody else. I did collaborate with two people um oh yeah a couple collabor- of tunes say featuring yeah yeah and one guy one cat from uh, the pacific northwest called william soul he goes under the name prana crafter he's a kind of guitar solely uh, player kind of heavy psych uh, guitar dude he lives out in the woods up in uh, kind of uh, 100 uh, miles west of portland out in the forests uh, with his family so I tapped him up for one track and west of track, Portland. Is that in the ocean? No, well, the, the northwest of Portland, not directly <laughs> northwest. It's yeah, kind because of, it's kind the of, mouth of the just, Columbia River. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of near. I think it's just kind of near between Columbia, uh, between uh, um, uh, Olympia and Portland, so, but uh, out in the out in oh, the beach, Washington yeah. State. Washington State, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. You know, it's funny when you're going up the I-5, there's a Vancouver on the border between Oregon and Washington, and then the big one everyone knows oh, yeah, between yeah, yeah. Washington State and Canada. So, hey, <laughs> I'm people like, what the think, fuck? You, I've got that. I've reached it already. Oh, no, you haven't. You've still got a few hundred miles to drive. Now, t- talking about projects on the side, you would put this one down and come back to, or you were talking about locking yourself away in what was like extended periods. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I've got a studio which I built, uh, which is like a two-minute bike ride away from my house. So it's really convenient just to straight after dinner or just to cycle there and then just literally go in, lock the doors, make a big pot of tea, and then just work for four or five hours. Uh, or sometimes take a couple of days off work and then you know work, clock in at 9 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, finish at 6.00 have my dinner, go home for dinner, come back 7, 7.30 and lock myself away again till, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning, just work, 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 work. That's And I did that for, uh, for yeah, a few months on end and just just really ground, just grind it out, just do it, just go forwards. And it was really inspiring. You know, sometimes I would think, I would hear, listen back to it and I would think, mm, not too sure. Other times I would listen back and I just get into a trance of listening to it. I was so hooked by it that I just hit repeat again and go and listen to it again. So <laughs> then I knew I was on the right track. Okay, I want to hear a, a sleep on King's Mount. All right.
Octane. Uh, kill rap niggas unapologetically. Rest in peace as I lead a booth left in pieces. Allegedly Kendrick, the best rapper now. Nigga, please. Every line I write, I'm smoking niggas like a gram of weed. Casualty of warfare, now we did. We'll go after J. Cole, but I'm too far ahead. Real life, even Luke ain't couldn't hold me. I'm knocking legends off, disrespecting all the OGs. Lyrically, I got zero affinity. Fuck your feature, I'm the future, nigga, use a memory. Criminal mind breaking in the rap industry. I'm that new nigga that's in charge, God sent me. These niggas fucking up the art and the culture. Flawless with the flow, I'm on this beat like a chauffeur. Shaking up the rap game, now they got that whole twerk. If I never went to jail, rapping would have been worked. These rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. These rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. These rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. These rap niggas don't want no problems. Be the hardest nigga out there, Maxine. Believe it's this nigga here that you never seen. Elohim living in this cold world, I'm sunlight. Square ass rappers boxing at a gunfight. I see I'm acting gay now. Automatic adversary, mediocre rappers. Middle school vocabulary, heard you on them drugs. Rapping like you brain dead, claiming you's a artist. Nigga, you's a bass head. No subliminals, I'm coming after all these rappers. I ain't even taking shots, nigga. This target practice. Target practice. Immaculate, bars be impeccable. Niggas, you be rapping. With don't even sound respectable. Sucker MC still in style like I several. This is when the rap game meets an intellectual. Serving niggas bars, God flow. I'm the devil though. Modern day Pharaoh, Nile flow. Just to let you know, nigga. Niggas rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. These rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. These rap niggas don't want no problems. They don't want no problems. Thank you.
was somebody who uh, uh, who paved his own path. Oh, and, of course. And he took no prisoners. And if I, you heard something, it was it was Mark. It was the fall. It was you know sure, it was unique sure. for him. I uh, saw him only once. He played here uh, early '80s and with Blurt and Vine Horseman, and he. He was stared at the kick drum the whole time. We got his uh, culo. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but uh, in a bit on uh, Mr. Mark Riley's show in Manchester, and uh, yeah, he's I've heard some things, and man, I love Dragnet. I wish it yeah. could have been recorded like the. I love the first album. I really only know it up to grotesque. See, I'm like that. I I, mean, I have no patience. Blue Oyster Cult, the same thing. Up to the fifth album, I can't hear it anymore. Anymore, <laughs> yeah. I'm and it ain't the band's fault, you know. Maybe it's me. I I'm moving on. I can't. Yeah, I mean people. that's that, I, 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 that that's mostly the case with a lot of listeners. People kind of think, oh, I, you know, I've heard this now, I've, I, and I don't really need to hear it repeated. But it's one of those things again with the fall. I mean, I've I've loved them from day one and stuck with them through thick and thin. I, they never, never, ever stop surprising me. They never, ever stop. And I can still go back to things listen back to things that they recorded later on and I can still hear new things in those records which I didn't hear the first time around and I think well that's a sign of something cool something great going on you know if you can still pick out new things from stuff you think you've heard hundred times over but you can still take something new from it then you're doing something right and they would definitely a band that did that you know me. what grotesque I think slags was after so I made it up to slags but man, I love all them records. What about, what about Hex Induction Hour? That's the one after. Uh, that's where they kind of lost. Yeah. Me. There's a live one too. That's early on. Total's turn. Yeah, I don't like that one so much. But I love, <laughs> I love Dragnet the first, and then I love Slags, Grotesque, and the first album. First album's got such giant, giant drums. I asked Mark Riley about that. Yeah. And he said, yeah, because yeah, he's the only guy who knew how to play. So we turned that up real loud. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me about Mark Smith. Uh, you know, getting them all riled up before a gig just to get some attitude going. So absolutely, a lot yeah. of mind. You know, we spent a lot of time in Black Flag, and there was a lot of mind games and that. Some that's the way some dudes do it. Let, let me tell the people what we heard up. The Bougie Boy, not Bougie. <laughs> that's Devo, right? Bougie Boy, Bougie Boy, with the Sleep on Kings Mountain, International Debt with Kepler Sixteen B. Collective Tunnels Part 1 from Radical Empathy Trio. Speaking of wild guitars, uh, Nels Klein's on there. And oh, uh, cool. DJ writes with problems. And finally, Stuck in a Barrel, Bojan Boy, is from the project. And when this comes out, we're going to have you back on and talk a lot more of this. Because I, I like this idea where well, you're writing for just you. It's not a band. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, I have I have nobody to uh, <laughs> answer to. Well, that's it. I mean, it's like with anything. I have it's 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 I have nobody to answer to. I have nobody else to blame except myself for the whole thing. And if I'm not happy with it, then you know I I I, I wouldn't have put it out in any shape or form. But it's I, you know I've listened back to it several times now, and I just can't stop listening to it. And I think, well, you know what? It's okay. This record, I really really like it. I think there's a lot of different things going on in it, and there's a, it's very, it's it's like a journey. It's a one-hour journey. You 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 get carried along on this journey. You don't know which way the road's going to turn, but there's always a surprise around every corner, and I love that. Which like stuck in the barrel is not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's no. just one place in the journey. Where can people exactly. find you on the internet? What's your website? 
Tell me, um, I don't, I don't, Well, uh, I don't. Have At least a band camp to... thing, right? Not yet. No, I haven't okay. even got that up. No, do, do, I'm planning. I really want to try and see if I can find a label to release the album. And if not, then I'm just going to borrow some money and put it out myself. What about an AJ? Cigar.com site, just so nobody else steals your fucking name. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe I should do something like that. You should, that, yeah. because you know what I mean? At the end of the day, these other companies, they're, they're just telephone poles to put up the flyer. You need your, your fanzine right. home. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. No, it's true. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we've got, we have the ways and we have the ways and means to do it. That's right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we should. The future belongs Steve. to the efficient. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, it's Steve been a Austin big, big honor. You know, I've known you many, many years, but you're really getting fruitful with your output. You always was a, a, an aidant and an abetter. You always aided and abetted. And now Absolutely. you're the plowman. Now you're a plowman also. Well, that, well, do you know how that came about? It's when I stopped touring with bands eight and a half years ago and I got a, a, um, I got a, I got the full-time job at the Paradiso. It was the, it, when I was away uh, aiding and abetting other people. I didn't have the time always to do it. I I, I did do it, but I wasn't as as uh, uh, proficient as I am now. And 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 now I, in the last eight and a half years, I've I've used that time that I've uh, been given to the max. And you know, I've put out like seven albums, five singles. I've toured all over Europe several times, and I just keep planning to go on with it. So that that's the reason the change came about. I think the world's a richer place for it. So well, thank cool. you for bringing it. <laughs> really, it's, it's, we'll, we'll talk again when the album comes out, okay? Uh, thanks again for being on the show. People, it's been the January 3rd, 2020. 2002, 2020. 2020. Like when it's you have good eyesight. Yeah. Edition of the Waffle Pedo Show. <laughs> Keep your powder dry. <laughs>